You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 15. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hello, everyone. Well, we're on to the second pillar of Lent that we're going to discuss this week, and that is spiritual fasting. And spiritual fasting is simply the key to real happiness. That's all I can say. One of the best ways I've found to do it is to delay sugar, flour, and alcohol to Sundays for a spiritual purpose. This helps me be metabolically flexible which means maintaining fat adaption during the week and then sugar burning on the weekends. I go into this a lot in my course. So with this method, I can easily fast off food and alcohol when I need to, especially on Wednesdays and Fridays, as the Blessed Mother has asked of us. And most importantly, it also has helped me eradicate addictions and attachments that have put distance between myself and God. After all, it says in scripture that some things can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. That is what we're doing with spiritual fasting. We are taking a look at our attachments and surveying our addictions with a magnifying glass so that we can repent, which means just ask forgiveness for, what is standing between us and God. Addictions to sugar, flour, processed food, and alcohol really do cost us in so many ways. To chip away at those addictions and journey toward a more healthy body and soul will take courage and discomfort and a type of loss that is at first a feeling of deprivation. But as you lean into redemptive suffering and learn to manage your thoughts with Christ and the Blessed Mother as your guide, you will soon find out that all your loss is gain and that deprivation turns into gift. Learning to delay turns into an incredible gift to the world here and ultimately gains you the kingdom of heaven there, strengthening those hinges like I had talked about in the last podcast from heaven to earth. When I was getting certified in the life coach school, we would always discuss how every woman out there wants to be happy, rich, and thin. Then we would go on to learn that it isn't the actual state of being that we're actually after. It's the feeling of being in that state. We are always after the feeling. And what I learned is that we can actually anticipate the feelings right now of being happy, rich, and thin. The reason this is true is because life on this side of heaven is basically 50% challenge and struggle, and then 50%, well, pretty darn good. It's wonderful to have goals, and that's imperative actually, but once you reach those goals, life is still 50-50, but the difference will be how you manage your thoughts around it all because of one major thing, and that is redemptive suffering. And this is what spiritual fasting is all about. Everything, every little thing, every moment of suffering when offered to Christ for the salvation of another soul or to help a neighbor or a family member, Anything like that is worth more than gold. Redemptive suffering is such a gift from God. It allows you to reach your goals and use all the discomfort and challenges along the way to help others. This takes great faith and trust in the Lord because sometimes you can't see what is happening in the spiritual realm. But trust me, so much is happening all around us all the time if we are just patient and trusting and loving and get really good at failing to success. 
When you reach success, the 50% of the struggle and challenge is actually so much better because you have learned to suffer for others. What you once deemed as loss is now complete. And honestly, it's utter gain. In Philippians chapter three, verse eight, it says, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. As a Catholic, I know that I'm already happy and rich and thin because I have a closeness to Christ that defines all three of these things according to him. It's definitely ordered. Do some things make me happier than others? Sure. I mean, could my bank account use a few more dollars? Yes, everyone's could. Could I be thinner? Yes, but I bet everyone's thin is someone else's not so thin. In other words, it's all about perspective in the eyes of the world and in the eyes of Christ. Not everyone wants to be a size zero, but if you're a tiny person, then a zero may be perfect. Most people I know just want to be healthy and a little bit thinner. I mean, honestly, what is thin? What is rich? What is happy after all? It is a state of mind, being consumed by love himself in a state of love and abundance for others. This is the key to spiritual fasting. Loving yourself as you offer up sugar, flour, and alcohol during the week to Jesus for a spiritual purpose. You really can have the feeling of being happy, rich, and thin right now. If you employ fasting, spiritual fasting, it is the key to happiness all around for you and for others. Spiritual fasting is not a diet. I think of diets as short-term, employing restrictive lists of food without a spiritual purpose. And honestly, diets are really all about the struggle with food, surrounded by the feeling of deprivation. Now that I'm an expert at spiritual fasting, I think diets are a distraction from the evil one. They are really worthless because they are not Christ-centered. All suffering that is offered to God is priceless and is soul-saving. Spiritual fasting is thinking of others before yourself and losing weight and gaining faith at the very same time. Okay, so this isn't easy. It's very challenging, actually. This takes time and learning, and you're going to need a plan, but it is so worth it. A great example that we don't really think about is when a mother gives up alcohol for nine months when she is pregnant. There really is no diet involved at all, but an offering or giving up of alcohol for the health of the baby. This is out of pure love and safety and health for her child. For most women, this is done pretty easily out of commitment and motivation for the love of their child. Women who offer it up for a spiritual purpose can actually say they are fasting off alcohol for nine months for the spiritual and physical well-being of their child. This offering is usually not hard at all because the motivation is so great out of love for the child. It's the mother's thoughts that are driving her. It is truly a mind shift. Everything is. We can invite God into everything with prayer and fasting. Spiritual fasting is a delay of food for the salvation of souls with the added benefit of weight loss and or increased health. The delay of food and alcohol is not easy, but most of us can have it on Sundays or Saturday nights, according to Sundays and feast days of the church. This is a common Lenten practice that is done every year in the Catholic church for 40 days. Is it hard at first? Yes, but don't skip it. It becomes easier. It can be a forever practice. And when done so, it is really life-changing. Some of my clients have restrictive diets that have been assigned to them. 
from a doctor due to health issues such as IBS or PCOS. They hire me to help them follow their diets as a spiritual fasting discipline and an offering to God instead of a restrictive diet filled with deprivation and smallness that they cannot seem to follow. They too start to understand that this food list that they have been given actually is a gift. It is only a delay for a time until doctors can solve the problem and figure out what foods to factor back into their eating list. They use this time of suffering to help save souls, bring about miracles in their lives and the lives of others. When they stop thinking of restricting themselves, they stop feeling deprived and see a gift there in the redemptive suffering. They actually start to flourish. This is spiritual fasting, and it is so efficacious during Lent and beyond. Making a spiritual purpose goal is also important. Who or what are you fasting for? You must keep this in mind. You are making an offering to God for the good of someone's soul or a breakthrough in your life that is badly needed. This is very motivating. You need this goal to commit and stay motivated to pray and fast. There is so much more to fasting from food. It really does allow us to feel our hunger where physical hunger can lead us to spiritual hunger for God if we do it correctly. Christopher West, in his article on Lenten fasts, says this, and I quote, Think of the woman at the well. She came there physically thirsty and left with the promise of living water. If feeling our hunger can awaken our spiritual senses, never feeling hunger can dull them, unquote. Seriously, how dulled and numb are we to this beautiful life we live? It seems like we are endlessly distracted with so much good food and drink that it can almost be impossible to fast unless we have a plan, some motivation, and a community to count on. So Christopher West goes on to say, quote, In fact, at the end of a meal, I often feel a deep sadness. I sometimes find myself picking the minutest of crumbs off my plate in an attempt to stretch the enjoyment until every last morsel is gone, but I'm only putting off the inevitable. This meal is going to end. It's going to end. One more crumb and it's over. Done. Finished. Something in me shouts, no, I want this to last forever. And there it is. My yearning for the infinite, my yearning for God. The sadness I feel at the end of a meal leaves me with three choices. Number one, I can go back for more food than I need, which is gluttony. Number two, I can reject the pleasure of food as evil, which is stoicism, puritanism, or manichaeism. Or number three, I can allow the ache I feel to open me to the living hope of the eternal banquet. Fasting properly practiced is a wide open door precisely to this hope, unquote. So you can see that spiritual fasting is so necessary to happiness. We must feel the hunger so that we can rejoice in the feast. I feel this when I plan my food protocol and for some reason I break my fast. That unplanned food that I'm breaking my fast with never really satisfies anymore. I end up missing that long suffering feeling from emptying myself from food that is bringing me closer to God. The beautiful thing is that now I'm able to get right back on my food and fasting protocol with ease. This is because I've developed a routine and a plan that's doable and I can stick to it. And I am motivated. I can also plan on events and special times inside and outside of Lent to break my fast when important things come up, such as weddings or engagement parties or even baby showers. Just a snippet of my life right now. One weekend, I planned ahead to break my fast for an engagement party on Friday night and a wedding on Saturday, and I did it without hesitation, and I was able to resume the next Monday with my protocol. 
This is because I am on the eat fast feast cycle where I fast during the week and feast on Sundays. So my body, mind, and soul are used to the process. What once was a huge challenge is now getting easier over time. There doesn't have to be an all or nothing attitude with sugar, flour, or even alcohol. Using our prefrontal cortex and managing our thoughts before God, we can transition from sugar burning to fat burning within hours. It does require work, but if you want to do it, you can. I'm finding this to be remarkable. God has designed our body soul composite to be amazing. The point is that authentic Christian fasting is to use our minds, bodies, and souls to recognize that we are not here to become gluttons and drunkards seeking a Friday night buzz off the earth's wine, but to actually become saints when we desire heaven's wine, which is Jesus. As we learn with the sacraments, God uses the material world to channel his grace, properly embraced, the pleasures of this world are good. They are little sacraments, little foretastes of heaven. But if we use these goods to numb ourselves or to escape our life, we will never live out our mission here on earth. There must be a fast before the feast. God even uses heaven's wine to communicate to us through the earth's wine. Quote, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness, we have received the wine we offer you fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Does this sound familiar? That prayer in our mass means so much more to me now. I have entered into it myself. Could it be that to enter into the infinite delights of our liturgical feasts, we will need to learn to fast? I think so. And listen, fasting and praying is demanding, but the fruits are extraordinary. Through this action, we can defeat Satan. We can obtain healings, physical, spiritual, and inner healings as well. We can deliver souls from purgatory, especially our loved ones. We can discern vocations. We can create a special place in the soul and heart for the Holy Spirit. And we can understand God's plan and mission for us. Prayer and fasting is so powerful because it is more demanding than time or money because you give your body, I mean, your actual flesh. You change your habits of meals. You must prepare them and do much work at the beginning to be successful. Because it is demanding, it's an offering to God. This is redemptive suffering. And Our Lady is asking us to fast out of love. God doesn't always tell us how He is using our fasting either. He heals and saves people all over the world. We don't see the fruit all the time because we do it for the love of you, Jesus. Spiritual fasting is a discipline collaboration with God. A little delay and a lot of pray. That's it in a nutshell. And you can do it. Just start delaying and praying sugar, flour, and alcohol now. You can totally figure this out. And I'm here to help you if you need me. And you know what else? I'm having so much fun recording these podcasts for you that if you like them, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so that others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting, delay and pray, and get back to the sacraments this year. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. 
Hey, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray. It's a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. And you won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. There's two options to choose as well, private coaching with me or join the group coaching program to join an amazing group of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to lose that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Both options include the same amazing online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. So head over to my website right now, thecatholicfastingcoach.com, and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well to always get the latest daily information to keep you fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. Mm-hmm.